Hello guys, up next is a new episode of the Halftime Talk, always with my dear friend Lucas Hauer. And as usual, let us know what you think. Enjoy the episode. All right, I'm calling it 2026 USA is winning the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Lucas. Good morning, Silva. How are you? I'm good. I'm <laughs> excited for today because today, you know, usually we just like pick topics and we talk about it, but today I'm really prepared. Ooh, fact, did you guys I hear this? We've got stats, we've got uh, stories, ideas, theories. You want to say, you want to say the topic? All right, the topic today is does the US have a golden generation of players? The golden generation. Is it a golden generation? There's a lot of new players coming up and maybe it's the start of something for uh, the American soccer on the world point of view. You want to start? I want to start, but you have to start the time. Yes, guys, quick reminder, if it's the first time you've been listening to the warm-up show, oh, sorry, to the halftime talk, we have 15 minutes. Why 15 minutes? Because it's the time of the halftime in football, and we are going to try to discuss as much as possible and give you a lot of values. And if you like the episode, guys, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, make sure to comment and share with somebody. And, uh, and listen to the other episode as well. It's still available on Spotify and on Anchor. Lucas, three, two, one, it's on. All right, guys. Cyril and all the listeners, I want to take you by the hand and walk you through a little bit of U.S. history in soccer. Ooh, I like right. that. I'm going to start 94. I'm just going to do the World Cups because that's the main stage. So we have 94 with the World Cup, and here the U.S. got round of 16, which is honestly not bad. Then we go, which we just go on now in uh, 98. Good World Cup for you. Uh, <laughs> the finish last in the group, Ooh. so that was already up and down. And now in 2002, we have the best result ever in a World Cup quarterfinal. And here they lost to Germany 1-0, Michael Ballack. But this was the best result so far. Just like two players, Greg Berhalter, which is the coach, by the way, mm -hmm. today for the national team. And, of course, Donovan, maybe the best ever for the U.S. And then we go on 2006, group stage, didn't survive the group stage. Then 2010, lost round of 16. And 2014, round of 16 as Two thousand fourteen, lost round of sixteen against Belgium, two to one, close game there. But then we have the big problem. Two thousand eighteen did not qualify. I remember that. That was that a is... big scandal, right? Who did they lose to? You remember? <laughs> Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That, but you know, you have to go really, really low to then go back up. And I think that was the lowest point. Like. That was crazy what happened. There was a big scandal here. And I think maybe yeah. that's, that was the beginning of a, of a renewal, kind of. Yeah, I know. I mean, cannot get lower than this. And now, of course, we have uh, next year the new World Cup. 
mm-hmm. the next World Cup. But for me, like in 2026, when they have the World Cup at home, this is where we have to talk about the golden generation and maybe they can have an input there. So let's talk about the, we talk about the golden generation. Is the, the new yeah. players that are coming up who are like 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, who are now mm-hmm. most, most of them playing in Europe already. Give us, give us uh, some of the names that you have of the players that maybe not everybody know and that we think that in 2026, they could be there and they could do something for their country. All right. I mean, you already got to know, like, of course, Pulisic, mm-hmm. Weston McKinney from Juventus, Tyler Adams, Reina for Dortmund, um, Brooks, the centre-back, is playing in the Bundesliga as well. Then we have Best for Barcelona. So they have some big clubs. The players are already playing. And I also have there in goal, Zach Steffen, the second goalie for Man City right mm-hmm. now. You as always had good goalies. And I also have uh, Sargent. He's a striker for Werder Bremen. Also, like, I think 19 or 20. So, like, a lot of potential. There are already, like, 10 players playing in Europe. There's, like, already big names, like, big that, club names. That's a... That's a- That's a good group of players there. If you look, that's a, like a strong eight, nine players who in 2026, they will be, they will be what, like 25 years old? Maybe in the, best, in the best age of playing a World Cup like that, you know? You got the experience, you got the... That, that could be big. But, this is where I put the but. Okay. Who could be the manager of a team like this and who could help them? Because obviously we know talent and players is great, but to win a World Cup or you need more than that. You need a coach and you need like, because I feel like to me, USA don't really have a culture yet. And that's yeah. where like, it's tough for them to, to, to do something on, on these competitions. You know? Yeah, right now they have Greg Berhalter. I know he played in Germany. He played Premier League a little bit. Because right now they have Greg Berhalter as a coach. I know he played in Germany. He played a little bit in England for Crystal Palace. But what I don't know is like, what is the philosophy of the national team, you know, of the US? There's none. What kind of soccer are they playing? Yeah, exactly. There's none. So that's the biggest problem, I think. And, and can, can, you, that out. can you fix that problem in five years? Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to fix that in five years. No, especially with this group of players we just mentioned. There's also some guys like, uh, I didn't even say, Chris Richards, 17, center back for Bayern Munich, already got some minutes. Mm. And I just heard uh, Bayern Munich invited five uh, players from Dallas FC for like a trial. So they're also like, Europe uh, clubs are looking to the US for new talent. So, but yeah, the philosophy is like the biggest problem for them. There's also a guy that nobody really knows yet, and he's playing for um, Barcelona B for the La Masia. He's uh, uh, De La Fuente. And he, I heard about him. He could be, you know, you need, among all those good players, you need a special talent as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it could be it. He could be it, but he, still early. It's super, it's super early, obviously, but uh, that could be one of them. So do you think that they would need a European coach? Yes. They need a European coach. Right? 
yeah, I think they need a European coach, especially like we said, all these players playing in Europe right now, you know, so it would mm-hmm. be like you have to be able to see them. I know. And you know what, what's important too is that, you know what I'm just thinking when you told me 1994, it was in America? Yeah. I think there's a, after 2026, so first of all, you know America when it's like the Olympics games and like when they have the country behind them, they can do anything. They can win everything. Oh, they're getting so excited. The whole population you can get behind you, right? That's crazy. And I think that's what the biggest trend fear. And like the mentality of anything is possible, they could definitely be like, oh, that's it. That's our time. My thing is, if you look at all the... Um, when was last time that a team who won the World Cup didn't win it before that? Like, wh- who was the last mm-hmm. nation... Mm-hmm. to win it for the first time spain 2010 so that was, okay that's not too long ago yeah but it's also spain it's like hard to compare them you know but mm-hmm. i know what you're saying like in the last like couple of like years it was always like the same kind of teams like fighting for the title yeah but i think we're not talking title here i mean it would already be good if they do like i think like like you already said, like get like the population behind them, get like a new like excitement for soccer, maybe quarterfinal, you know. And the thing is, because they're hosting it, they're gonna be like the first in the group. So they're not getting like a tough group, which mm-hmm. is already like a little advantage for them. Because you know, 1994, if you think about it, all those kids were born in what? 2000s. All the players who were we talking about. So they, yeah. they're coming from like the generation who's been like, oh, I'm getting into soccer now. Like mm-hmm. I've, after 2026, there will be another generation who's really going to be into it. So football in America is really going to grow after the World Cup. So maybe... That's a big chance, yeah. Yeah, so maybe like not this one, but the one in like another 15 to 20 years, you'll, you'll get a new... To me, golden it's just generation. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're telling me the next golden generation is like 30 years from now. 2040. Guys, keep that in and remind that like, yeah, 2040 US is gonna destroy the soccer world. The thing is, to me, there's so much potential here because like I coach here, I know they are, so, they are really good players. You have, you have like the, the Hispanic community or you can find some talent for sure. So yeah. to me, it's going to come from coaching and now there's more and more European coaching and academies and clubs from, America, from, uh, from Europe coming here and developing players. So I think it's going to be a little bit faster than that. So 2026, I'm not going to say that they, they can win it. They could. They could. But you also have to think that France will have players and Germany and Spain. Like It's also all going up. It's not just them who are going to improve. But... Um, to me, they definitely, like you said, definitely need a, a European coach and they need to find that philosophy and find that culture that can, is going to, to give an idea of how to play. Are you still there? Yes. I thought you left for your ping pong match already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we have anything else to say about this golden generation? Give me some, uh, 
some. I just uh, want to say one more thing. You said uh, that there's a lot of potential in the use. I agree, but I have the feeling they're missing like the the street soccer like philosophy. You know that kids are going outside after school and play on the streets, even like against older kids, and then they're getting better. This is you know, a culture. Just like, yeah. yeah, you go to practice and that's it, which is fine. But if you want to be like really, really good, then you have to play on the streets like before and after practice. Just like that, yeah. Side note. Like I know that in, in New York City, for example, it's not like that. It's really rare to just see like kids going to the park and play. Yeah, Very yeah. Difficult. And obviously the other problem that we're not going to talk about it too long here is that it's so expensive that you kind of cut the chance from like half of the kids you gotta yeah. pay you gotta pay two thousand dollars to play a year of football yeah that's also philosophy like that's the culture a different that's way the, yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna take the example of paris we talked about it a little bit before everywhere every everywhere in paris obviously football is free and that's where you find all the talent yeah well all you need for uh for football is a ball and like two like school bags you know as a goal that's all you need. Then you can play as a kid, basically, on the streets. You wanna... But let's talk a little bit more about this gold generation. We might have, like, in six, five years for the World Cup. Like we already said, they have, like, the biggest names out there right now. Is all right. Let's do, let's do Pulisic. name by name. Let's do name by name. name, by name. All right. I'm going to start with Pulisic, Chelsea. So how old will he be in 2026? How old would he be? He's still, he's younger than we think. I think he would be like 27, 28. Uh, he could be like, like the captain, captain of the team. Yeah, he's going to be the bringing, captain. Bringing everybody. Then we have Weston McKennie, who is doing better and better for Juventus right now. Also right. in a good age, he's going to be in his position as a defensive midfielder or eight. He's going to be like around 26 also. Mm-hmm. And also, I have uh, Tyler Adams on my list because he's playing a good uh, role for Leipzig. And he plays everywhere. He plays right back, he plays eight, he plays uh, six. Yeah, very polyvalent. Yeah, and he also is going to be in a good age. So, And like I already said, Zach Steffen as a goalie. I mean, the US head goalies like Tim Howard, Casey Keller. And even there were people that said 2014 was the golden generation when they had mm. Dempsey. When they had Dempsey, Bradley, Altidore, Howard. Nah, you can't say that's the golden generation. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they are really good players, but it's not like... Well, yeah. where did they play? They play in England, in Tottenham, and they, they didn't play for, for Juventus. They didn't play for clubs like this. That's what I'm saying. But people already said, this is kind of a golden generation. But look at them now, where they're playing. We said that Barcelona, Juventus, Chelsea, Bayern, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and they are all young. So this could be really the golden generation. And I have, oh. I have one player. I have one player who's playing in the MLS only on my list. Who is it? It's Aaron Long, mm-hmm. the center back. Captain too? Could be. Could be captain, yeah. But probably Pulisic is in a stronger position. But also, like, he could move to Europe soon too. You never know. But and how's that goalkeeper? Said, the goalkeeper... He's good. He's good. He played one year in the Bundesliga. I saw him a little bit. And then he went to Man City. Obviously, he's number two right now. But maybe he's getting a chance as number one, maybe in one or two years. I saw, I, he played the game against Chelsea when they beat them like uh, not too he long played, ago. Yeah. 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 And he, he gets the cup games as well. I thought, I thought he was very, very like, um, 
very confident with his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he you, is. If you saw, like, I don't know, he's got like the stature. I don't know. I, I thought he was uh, he was pretty impressive for his first game with Man City against Chelsea. He, he gave some kind of a insurance to the team. Yeah. I think. But if you want to play for Man City with Guardiola, you have be. to be good with your feet. Yeah, yeah. gotta be. And I think if Guardiola takes him, is because he definitely has some potential. So, so if you have a strong goalie, you you can't go far in a World Cup if you don't have a good goalkeeper. So they have that too. True. Yeah, maybe the other thing we can talk about is like in the World Cup in like five years, uh, there's also going to be like a lot of pressure. You know, if you play like in the Met Life in front of like 80, 90,000, mm-hmm. that's going to be a total different situation there too. Yeah, but those guys, they, they're used to it now. No? But, but not like that. Home World Cup, never played a World Cup before these guys, and then they're playing at home. That's- that's also that's one of the risks. I'm scared that the the American uh, commentators and media are going to say, "Oh, this is it. They have to do it. It's, it's now, never, and put too much pressure on them." Because you that's know, what obviously, saying. they really like that that mentality that there is here. It's it's amazing because it's always trying to get as far as you can. Anything is possible. Do whatever, but. He also has his, uh, he can backfire on you too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And look look at us. We already said it's so important for like the development after the World Cup. Is this World Cup going to be? So we're already putting like going in this direction mm-hmm. with the pressure, you know, yeah. that you guys have to do well for the next generation. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> All right, who's, so, yeah. winning, who's winning the World Cup, uh, the next one? The next one? Have to say honestly, maybe it's time for uh, for like a South American team again, Brazil. When is this going to happen? Are you seeing French uh, French people are confident to defend it? No, bro. We we have the curse, the curse of when you win it, the next one you don't even go past the group stage. That's I it. know. Tell me about it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea who could win it next year. Like Brazil, right now, I don't think they're strong enough. France, I feel like we kind of know way down and we need a renewal. Germany, yeah. I don't know. England, could it be England? Could be footballs coming home? Could be, could be. It's coming home. But that's uh, another good point too. Uh, because those players we just said, maybe they play the World Cup next, next year and already have a little bit World Cup experience then, you know? They need to qualify. They need... Yeah, that's yeah, so important even for the next years. If you said it again, but it's so true. All right, Lucas. Uh, last small last word because we are past fifteen minutes already. Last word, I would say the potential is there. The players are playing at big clubs already. What they need is like a philosophy and maybe a coach who can like bring this philosophy. Agreed. And then maybe America will get. The first star. Guys, this is it. End of the episode. Thank you very much, Lucas. Thank you. This was the golden generation of the United States of America. 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 See you guys next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.